0: But your original question,
1: sorry. Uh, anything ramble. else that, uh, towards your mission statement? That's okay. We, that's why we edit um. this.
0: Thing.
2: Welcome to the 918 Podcast, where we celebrate the people and places of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Today, Aaron gets to talk with Ashley Phillipson, the program director of Lead North. Lead North, formerly called the North Tulsa Development Council, equips current and future leaders in the North Tulsa community. Ashley discusses this while enjoying some delicious baked goods at Antoinette Baking Company, located in the heart of the Brady Arts District. Let's listen in.
1: And what is Lead North for somebody who doesn't know anything about it?
0: Lead North is a leadership development program geared at um, people who are interested in creating meaningful change in North Tulsa. Okay. So we want people to apply, uh, we say to practice leadership because we're constantly reflecting and getting on the balcony saying, why did I react that way in this instance? What's my natural tendency? Um, what are some skills I need to develop to maybe... Um, you know, do things in a different way to get different results. Okay. And you'll emerge with a network, uh, the skills, and the knowledge necessary to make things happen.
1: How long has Lead North been going on?
0: This is our seventh year as an uh, as an organization. It's the first year as Lead North. We okay. went through rebranding. It was previously called the North Tulsa Development Council. It was the spinoff of a project uh, and vision of former Mayor Kathy Taylor. Um, she had a pilot program geared at people wanting to lead um, for the benefit of North Tulsa. Um, after that year, uh, they decided they wanted to continue, and they had um, they finally got to partner after a year with Leadership Tulsa. So it's our seventh year, but our first year with this rebranding and uh, more intense curriculum. Okay.
1: So what is the so if I wanted to be a part of Lead North? Yeah. What does that mean? Like, how long do I go? Are there classes? Those sort of things.
0: Yes. If you would like to be a part of Lead North, uh, you need to display um, passion uh, and dedication to North Tulsa. There are four uh, Saturdays involved, there are five Thursdays involved, and we do these things called City as Lab Days. And that's probably our biggest departure from the NTDC, North Tulsa Development Council days. Um, We get out into the community and we practice inquiry. We practice asking who, what, when, where, and how, as opposed to why. We have an overnight retreat at Post Oak Lodge. Um, It's in North Tulsa, nestled on a hill where you can uh, overlook downtown. Um, And then we also have a closing um, session and graduation.
2: Ashley goes on to talk about some of the leaders' ideas, like using photography to show the human side of North Tulsa, or someone planning a male mentoring program. And then she shares one of her favorites from one of the classes that involves a really cool app.
0: Um, But one of the classes that stands out worked on um, plans for, Promoting tourism of the Greenwood area, -hmm. and they they did the groundwork of what will now be developed into an app, I believe. -hmm. In terms of you can access the app and do like a walking tour of the Greenwood area, and a lot of their work laid the ground groundwork for that to be possible. I don't know when that will come out, but I know that that's a success story.
2: Right now, Lead North has a racially diverse class of 13 females and seven males that are in practice of creating ideas to help shape the future of North Tulsa. Aaron goes on to ask Ashley about the effect the past of North Tulsa and things like the race riots may have on today's culture.
0: I hear people saying, you know, we want acknowledgement. And I don't necessarily know if acknowledgement can be served in a monument um, Mm -hmm. of such an ugly event. I think it's a great symbol, Mm -hmm. um, but maybe a different conversation should be had. Is it a part of the curriculum? Um, Is it not something that's been swept under the rug by people on both sides of history? Does that make sense?
2: Okay, so where exactly is North Tulsa? As someone who works downtown, I'm not so sure I could even pinpoint its geographical location. Aaron asked Ashley about this and got some really interesting facts about where it was and what Highway 244 has done to North Tulsa.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I should have asked this earlier. What, what do, what do you define as North Tulsa?
0: Right. Geographically, if you look at 244, I literally feel like once I drive under that overpass just north of here, Mm -hmm. that is North Tulsa. Um, It just divides the city. Mm -hmm. uh, It hinders growth. Um, It's part of the problem we we consider. 244 kind of walls off Mm -hmm. off development um, and walls off the community.
1: Yeah. Well, I hadn't thought about that. I mean, 244 makes a lot of sense. It's kind of a barrier for... Mm stuff. What are the other barriers that that are just put up in Tulsa? I mean maybe some we know about or think yeah. about, but maybe there's some that we don't think about.
0: Yeah. Perception. Mm. If you Google more Tulsa I don't even know if on this podcast I can uh share what comes up, what mm. type of language comes up. Um it's a misperception. Um so that is a barrier, like not even a physical something that we can touch yeah. but the narrative that has been passed down um
2: and throughout our community is a huge barrier. I did Google it, actually, and she's absolutely right. Besides the Wikipedia page, which shows up first, the next two are five tips on Tulsa warnings or dangers of North Tulsa. Stay safe. And then one after that is the Urban Dictionary definition of North Tulsa which says, the area of town affiliated with the most diversity along with crime and violence, often thought of as ghetto or the hood, the north part is looked down upon quite often. Ashley goes on to discuss a barrier in that North Tulsa is a food desert, meaning that there is not really anywhere to buy groceries.
1: Okay, well that's, that's helpful. Now you mentioned the food desert.
0: Yes. Which...
1: uh I mean yeah I think about Brookside and I think you know you've got the Reesers and you've got the neighborhood Walmart and you've got Trader Joe's and I'm sure I'm missing Whole, Foods. Whole Foods yeah you know. um, and then in North Tulsa there's
0: there is a gateway market with scant offerings
1: yeah. what I mean like I'm guessing yeah. somebody's tried to have a grocery store there right yes Does that happen? so
0: depending on who you ask and my neighbors and I got into a heated discussion because Often when we lament no grocery store, people say, well, people stole. And I wouldn't open up a store there if people stole either. And there were instances of theft, Um, but theft did not ruin the grocery store. It was an Albertsons.
2: So what did ruin the Albertsons? Ashley talks about the fact that the prices were high and that most people that tried to shop there found that it was easier to travel to where they used to buy groceries because it was a better economical decision. She discusses how there's been a new pop-up grocery truck that travels to different parts of North Tulsa with some success, called RNG Family Grocers. And she is going to meet with some experts from Oklahoma City to do her best to try to help remedy this problem. She then discusses the importance of partnership, as opposed to trying to come in and rescue the place.
0: And I have to be, I also am very careful as somebody who's not from North Tulsa, we're approaching things with respect and humility and deference to people yeah. who've lived here longer, who know mm-hmm. much more. Um, but often outside people outside of North Tulsa will come to North Tulsa well-intentioned sometimes and this is what I'm going to do to save you all or uh, you know, have the, the cake fly in the background. And that's not the way to in- invest people, that's not the way to approach people with dignity. Um, and to partner. So authentic partnership where it's not doing to but doing with, yeah. um, I think is a an opportunity that a lot of people have yeah. who are curious about how can I get involved with North Tulsa.
2: Okay, so how did Ashley get involved in North Tulsa? Where was she before this?
1: You mentioned education is a passion for you. It is. Um, Social justice is a passion for you. And so you were, before you were the director of Lead North Tulsa, you were a teacher for Teach for America. Is that right? Or tell us that.
0: Before um, coming to Lead North, I was the managing director of teacher leadership development at Teach for America, which means I managed our instructional coaches. So Teach for America places in Title I schools in Tulsa. Um, And Title I schools um, have a high percentage of um, students. Receiving free and reduced lunch, etc. Um, I did that for three years. I actually taught in Houston as a Teach for America okay. Corps member um, at a charter school, and I was a dean of students, so I was the one that disciplined kids and talked to parents. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, uh, what was that like?
0: It was fun. Um, I tend to draw or gravitate toward. Um, the troublemakers, the mischievous kids, and uh, really get to build relationships with them and try to unpack, okay, well, why did you storm out of class? Um, And it often is a reason that could be avoided. Uh, So I really like trying to help teachers see restorative ways to engage students versus a punitive, you did this, this negative thing happened.
2: I was able to relate with Ashley quite a bit here. There is something so beautiful about seeing the goodness of something that is perceived to be in disorder. It made perfect sense how she moved to doing the same work now with Lead North and finding the beauty within North Tulsa and trying to learn about the restorative ways to help it. So there's gotta be a story, right? I mean, there has to be a reason why Ashley is who she is and cares as much as she does. Let's go ahead and finish this podcast with hearing a pretty amazing
0: story. I have an uncle named James Robert Wilcox. And I sometimes hesitate to share this story because I'm afraid of being judged by people. But here goes. Uh, He is my mom's older brother. And he uh, worked for as an independent contractor at an auto body shop in Texarkana and um, was independent. That's important to know. so ride with me for a little bit, if you will. The guy that he uh, independently worked for uh, was involved in some unsavory activities. He was a white man in Texarkana. And um, his adversaries sought to like ruin his reputation, ruin his business. So um, they thought, hey, we have this guy here. We're going to set him up and say that he raped this woman. And it will ruin Mr. Man's business. So my uncle was arrested and of raping this woman, and you know, no rape kits were done in the se- set. This was '78. Um, no evidence. I like went back and looked at the transcripts, and my wannabe lawyer self just, you know, you could see it was a sham. But he actually went to jail, um, was sentenced 20 years to life. And I, I spent lots of my youth writing to Texas Innocence Project and different organizations to try to. Uh, get him out and the judge at the time told my grandmother and mom or you know siblings you know he'll never get out as long as I'm here so uh, and race relations at that time they they couldn't do anything um, you know for fear of, of their lives so hearing about this as a child I was just like no one will ever go through this again I was actually um, gearing up to go to law school I did teen court I did all of the things. Um, I went to college to be an attorney, but when I found out about Teach for America, you know, often when you get to the court system, when you're in the system, it's not too late, but a lot of damage has been done. As a teacher, I felt I can impact a lot of students before they even get there. I can empower students through education. So um, just that injustice with my my Uncle Jimmy um, just made me want to be a civil rights Person, yeah. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out. You know, I have a, an executive coach right now, and she said, "What is, you know, you need to figure out your mission statement, um, because whatever problem you want to solve, um, doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're working toward that." So I'm trying to refine that okay. mission statement right now, but yeah. it is to be a voice for the mm-hmm. voiceless. Yeah, it yeah. is to ensure that right prevails, mm-hmm. and yeah. I know that ultimately. God, God, you know, takes care of that in all things, but I want to be an agent of achieving justice.
1: Excellent. Now, is your uncle Jimmy, is he still in prison?
0: No, so the very sad thing is he was actually about to be released in 2010. My mom called me uh, in April of 2010. My uncle had a heart attack and died weeks before being released. And, you know, it's the most heartbreaking moment in my life, like just so close. And one thing I, um, I'm not going to say, I guess I I was proud, and you shouldn't be proud of it, but whenever we experience disappointment and loss, you know, I never said, um, you know, why, God, I'm angry. I kept holding on to the fact that who the sun sets free is free indeed. And I also just was like, okay, God, this this really is a huge bummer, to put it lightly, but there has to be a reason. There, there has to be, you know, uh, something that I'll try to accept. So, um, it was, it, yes, yeah, I would say the most significant letdown I've had, but that's selfish for me, um, in the grand scheme of things. So, yeah, it, it, there was, it was not a happy ending in that he got t- to finally get out and taste freedom, um, but he tasted the ultimate freedom, so, and I, faith-wise, he, he, he was a believer, uh, so. I still do a lot of things for, for him. He's, a, he's, a reason, he's the reason I was the overachiever. If you talk to okay. anybody who grew up with me, I did everything that I could do, yeah. and still do. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we would like to thank Ashley Phillipson for sharing her story with us, for showing us her passions, and for the education on what Lead North is, and for the hope of what North Tulsa can become. We would also like to thank the Antoinette Baking Company for allowing us to record in their beautiful boutique. The 918 Podcast is an extension of the 918.org, a writing community of contributors sharing resources about Tulsa and life and faith. This podcast is sponsored by First United Methodist Church in downtown Tulsa. It is directed and facilitated by Reverend Aaron Tiger, and it's produced by me, Aaron Leatherbarrow. And our music was arranged by Jeff Logan. To close out this podcast, let's hear Aaron ask Ashley some rapid fire questions to get to know her a little bit more. Thanks again for listening to the 918 Podcast, where we celebrate the people and places of Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's where we live. It's where we love. It's where we call home.
1: So we're going to go through these rapid fire questions. Um, don't want to forget that.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Okay.
1: Alright, so uh, one of the things we do is we ask kind of these standard questions uh, for people just to get to know you and get to know Toast a little better. So what is your favorite word?
0: Right now it's render out. I've been watching Chopped, and they always talk about rendering out the fat. So I cook and use the excuse to render out stuff, so it's it's the word of the hour right now. Render out. (laughs) Alright, what is your
1: favorite sound?
0: Michael chewing. If you ever get a chance to listen to him chew, you can hear the food, like he's a closed mouth chewer but it's hilarious uh, (laughs) it's a sound i love to hate (laughs) i've I've never listened to michael chew
1: and uh, i may try it what is your favorite tulsa event
0: my favorite tulsa event is anything at the guthrie green with live music it's so fun if you haven't gotten out there um events are about to start back up
1: excellent um how about your uh favorite local place to eat
0: Atlas Grill for breakfast. I'm a breakfast eater. Okay, go there. It's okay. downtown.
1: Yes, yes. All right. Um, who is someone locally that you admire?
0: Roger Randall, the former mayor. He is a, a professor of mine. I want him to adopt me. I, I want to be his granddaughter or daughter, whichever one he'll take.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think that the 918 is missing? The city itself. The city itself. Yeah, or just the area.
0: Um, I want a major sports team, like a base, oh no, sorry, can we pause? Yeah, yeah. Give me like...
1: What do you think, yeah, think, think about this for a second, so. Um... Oh,
0: go ahead. Okay. Ask me again.
1: Uh, what do you think the 918 is missing?
0: <laughs> a Dunkin' Donuts. A dun- we used to have one, it, it closed, in it South Tulsa, we need one.
1: We need a Dunkin' Donuts. I yeah, agree, I agree. <laughs> um, and what do you consider a hidden gem in Tulsa?
0: A hidden gem in Tulsa is Gilcrease Museum. Chris. Not enough people go there. We need to appreciate it because it is a treasure to our city.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Cool. Cool.